Today is Pentecost, and millions of people all over the world will be um, celebrating Pentecost today, won't they? The first coming of the Holy Spirit. Let's look into scripture. So in Acts chapter 1, Jesus gives his disciples a command when he meets them after his resurrection. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then when he was about to ascend into heaven, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Jesus gives them instructions. Wait, something special is coming. The Holy Spirit will give you power. Acts chapter 1 carries on. The apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. That was about three quarters of a mile. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The disciples have done what Jesus said. They went back to, their, to the city, to their room, and they joined together constantly in prayer. Did you notice that bit? Do you remember a few weeks ago when I talked about prayer and how being in prayer is so important to know what's to happen next, to make sure that we're in God's will? constantly they were praying. They've been told to wait and they used the waiting time to pray, preparing themselves, making themselves ready for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know when, a few days, Jesus said, so they met together constantly in prayer. Archbishop Justin Welby says about this passage, the instruction to wait for the Holy Spirit is so important because without the Spirit's empowering presence, it is impossible for there to be a faithful witness to Christ. We need this gift of the Father to be the people Christ calls us to be. The Spirit then isn't for some private experience, but for the sake of our life for Christ in the world, to be Jesus to the world. It's good, isn't it? The day of Pentecost was an important one in the Jewish calendar and followed 50 days after Passover. If you remember, Jesus was crucified during the Passover festival. So when we get to Pentecost, we are 50 days after Jesus died and rose again. It's 10 days before that was when he ascended to be with the Father. And as we read in that little passage, he was taken up before their eyes. So we're now 10 days after that, the last they've seen of, um, of Jesus, and, and we're into Pentecost. Pentecost was already there. It had been celebrated 
for about 1,500 years. I'll tell you about that in a minute. It was also known as the Festival of Weeks or of Harvest. It was very important, and many, many Jews would have gathered from all over the world to be in Jerusalem for this festival. Let's move on to Acts chapter 2 and find out what the, the disciples were doing. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like, a blowing, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who, excuse me, who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I'm going to pause or or stop reading chapter two there because it then goes in to Peter's amazing sermon that he then gives. And it's a wonderful passage. Do try to read it later, but there's a lot to it. But he goes on to give this amazing sermon, starting with those words from Joel. And he tells the people about Jesus and explains that he was the promised Messiah. And if you remember when Florin spoke on Peter a few weeks ago, he said about how um, he, he grew in his, his relationship with Jesus as he got to know him. And here we have the changed Peter, the one ready to step up and be the, the person God has prepared him to be the one equipped to stand up and speak and explain and lead people to Jesus. And he delivers this amazing speech to an international audience, Jews from many nations. It resulted in a worldwide harvest of new believers, the first converts to Christianity who had not followed Jesus during his earthly life. I'll pick up at the end of um, after Peter has finished speaking. And it says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, 
in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. The disciples had waited as they'd been instructed and they'd spent time praying and then they received that wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. And them speaking out the good news in languages they hadn't learned was an outward sign to people around them that something special, something supernatural was going on here. The Festival of Weeks, as I said, had been celebrated for 1,500 years, and it remembered the time when Moses came down from the mountain, Mount Sinai, with the tablets of stone that had the Ten Commandments on. And there was thunder and lightning from the mountain, and millions of people who were on that exodus heard God speak in the thunder and the lightning. His voice was heard. And that's what was commemorated every year at Pentecost. Now, on that same day in the calendar, the Holy Spirit came again, but not in thunder and lightning and a loud voice. There was a strong wind and then in gentle tongues of fire that rested on the disciples And God's glory and power and voice is heard and seen through the disciples. In Moses' day, there was an outward sign. They had an outward encounter with God. On this Pentecost, God came through his Holy Spirit. And their encounter was to have him come into their lives. The promise is for all. When we accept Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. And he is with us, in us, empowering us, as Jesus said. Leading and guiding, comforting and equipping us to do the works God has for us to do. It's not just a one-off filling. We need to be constantly open to his filling. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Be filled with the Spirit. The Greek here means keep on being filled. So we need to keep asking to be filled, to keep opening ourselves to being filled with the Spirit. I think it would be a great time to make ourselves open to God and to ask to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Let's pause and be still. Recenter our scattered senses on the presence of God. Lord God, we come before you now and we ask for refreshing, for a new filling of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you come now? Fill us up and feed us, we pray. Give us a fresh vision of you and set our hearts on fire with the good news of your gospel. Amen.